Okay, so here's another one. I know this may be scary for some folks, but it shouldn't be. That home or apartment that you're living in is a resource and it's meant to be shared with others. <laughs> okay, shouldn't be crazy. But when you sense that certain people are leaning into relationship and, and seem open to being your friend, invite them over for a simple meal, coffee, or just to hang out and watch TV or some, you know, whatever popular show is going on that everybody's talking about. This breaking of the wall of public and private is key to building relationships and trust and true friendships are not contained in social boxes they eventually permeate our lives both public and private Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, we're back together, and are, are you just loving this uh, time of the year, man? It is. I think fall is my favorite. I think we probably said this like every fall, but yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It used to not be my favorite because I knew like when I lived in Chicago that like horrible long winters were coming. It's on its way. Yeah. But out here it's beautiful and it's green all year. Leaves are all over the yard. Emerald City, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, the, the, we, we just actually have hummingbirds now that are lasting. I thought they'd be dead by now, but they're... Well, we have year-round hummingbirds here in the PNW. Okay. Like we've got a species called the Anna and they actually are here. We have we have pictures. Remember, remember when it snowed a couple of Christmas Eves back? Yeah. We have video uh, of the hummingbirds feeding full-on snowstorm with the giant flakes and all. Really? On the and they're feeders. just cruising around. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love hummingbirds. They're here all year. And we're getting close. Next week, uh, we're going to be having our Halloween episode, but it's coming. And we're, you know, fingers crossed that the, the poor kids don't all have to wear winter coats. That was our kids oh, growing up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's get to a review from Rudina underscore one. I think that's how you say <laughs> Thanks, it. Thanks, Rudina. Yeah. Uh, it says, a friend shared your podcast back in May, and within a couple weeks, I was caught up with all the episodes. Wow. Diligent, yeah. I find your weekly podcast relevant, practical, and have applied many of the ideas shared in my daily walk with my family and friends at work and neighbors, and I look forward to your new episode every Monday. Well, oh. thank you. By the way, thanks for that review, Redina, but others, would you leave us a review? Because this is what, like, when people are scanning through iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you want to leave it, and um, you leave a little review like that, um, it helps people understand, like, oh, this would be a good fit for my life as well. And I, I just, I would love you to do it. And yeah. we try to read them all. Like yeah, at one of the shows. When so they come in, we like to get on there. So anyway. Hey, Heath, before we go on, I wanted to just take a quick minute to let our listeners know about something pretty cool that's going on that Tina and I are piloting. Um, a lot of people have been coached by us, right? And coaching is a big commitment, and we know that. But a lot of people say, but boy, how do we get you know our, our family on mission? And how do we get our marriage sort of in alignment and on the same page spiritually? And how do we disciple our kids and, and you know live as a family this way and all that? So um, da, 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 brand new thing we're starting, it's sort of like just piloting this brand new thing called the Intentional Family Accelerator. And what it is is it's like a 30-day guided adventure uh, into marriage unity and family fun and discipleship and really starting to set foundations and patterns and rhythms in a family in a real, you know, like in a condensed way. So it's like four packed weeks where like every week you learn a new rhythm and there's homework and then you got to do some stuff as a family and it's, it's super packed, right? But um, we guide you the whole time. You got a roadmap that you know exactly what you're doing and it's super easy. So anyway, if anybody's interested in 
really doing a super deep dive four-week thing with Tina and I where we'll get on uh, video calls a couple times a week. We'll be on Voxer together. Like we'll really be part of your family for a month and help you set new patterns for you know marriage unity and for family discipleship and mission that'll last, they really will, they'll last a lifetime. Um, then I think they'd be super interested in this intentional family accelerator. Now it starts like pretty close to the beginning of November, like the fourth, I think. And so it's coming up right away and there's only gonna be 16 couples in it. So, you know, boy, if you're interested at all, check it out. You, you can uh, look in the show notes for a link or you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash family and you can get all the information you need there, okay? And um, so, yeah, anywho, I just want to let everybody know about that. All right, let's jump into today's topic. Yeah, we're talking about how to make friends easier, right? Yeah, and you got a lot of friends. You're one of those guys, yeah. I, I'm a little amazed at how many people you know yeah. and that I think you would count as friends and they would count you as a friend. Yeah, it's yeah. often my wife's like, wait, when was the last time you talked to this person that you haven't seen in eight years. And I was like, oh, last Monday I was texting with him back. And she's like, how do you keep this up? Yeah. Or last night I went to the store an hour and a half later because I ran into a stranger and we talked about life and faith. And, and that's Tina and I too. Yeah. Like we go somewhere and it, it's almost never not that way. We just talk to everybody. And by the time we leave, we've exchanged numbers and they're, they're invited. <laughs> I mean, we're on vacation. We're getting invited over to people's houses yeah, and that's stuff. That's how it is with you, me you know? as well, yeah. And I, I love it. But that... Well, <laughs> I think that's, you know, we're extroverts. It's not everybody. People lovers. <laughs> yeah. My wife's definitely not that way, but making friends has never really, really been an issue for me. However, Kathleen, she kind of has a, a bit of a harder time with that. And a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. But friendship and relationship are so connected to the heart of God, right? Yeah, that it even so. transcends the introvert-extrovert conversation that we've had in the past because we're not made to be alone, right? We're not. And, and you're right, and maybe we'll have time to touch on it. It's not an introvert-extrovert issue. So if you're listening to that thinking, oh, well, that's what extroverts do. Nope. We go, go listen. There's uh, episodes we've done on introversion and extroversion. Yeah, 113. Okay, yeah. So that's a ways back. That's a couple years back. But, um, you know, growing up, my mom had a lot of friends. And Hmm. they were regular friends. Like, and we called them all auntie so-and-so, you know. But my father had almost no friends when I was growing up. I can only think of two guys that were had any regularity in his life. And it wasn't like they were his buddies and they were always around and they were doing stuff together. It's just that if I saw anybody come over. It was that one was of those a two. friend of my dad was one of those two guys. Yeah. Hmm. And one of them was kind of like an uncle in our life. And the other one was really the husband of a friend of my mom's. But yeah. he was such a great guy and he really loved on my dad. And, you know, so. So, yeah. So I kind of grew up in a, in, a, in a household that is uh, was a little both and. You know what yeah. I mean? But it certainly was our house was not a house of like people around all the time and always sure. food. Like, nope. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's very different than the way you and Tina live now. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. You know, what do you think it is about friendship? the concept of friendship, um, how we do friendship, that mirrors the heart of God and who He is, like what He's like? Man, that's a great question, brother. I, I love it too, because I don't think that necessarily everybody sees God as a friendly God or mm. as wanting to have a friendship. Now, I know we have the other side of the coin where it's like we've got worship tunes that are kind of like, you know, <laughs> all about Jesus being our best friend, you know, and it's yeah. like there's no theological depth behind it all. But the truth of the matter is, uh, in, in a world of distant gods— and distant little G gods, right? Mm-hmm. And gods that have to be appeased and gods that are angry all the time. And even though people think that's sort of the Old Testament God and then Jesus comes on the scene and he's like the nice friendly God, you know, mm-hmm. the, it, all through scripture, we see that God is a God that draws near. He's a God that hangs out. Yeah. He's a God that even despite sin pursues and covers. And we see his justice always combined with his mercy. And and then we see a God who says, I have to even be closer. So then he comes 
you know, Jesus comes and he puts on flesh just, and he hangs out hmm. for like three years, you know, plus, yeah. right? And it's not just like once a day, you know, and I'll see it because the service is over. It's like, he just does life and he invites a, you know, a handful of people to really come in close hmm. and do life with him. And I think when we, when we believe that God loves us, it really loves us and wants and in a friendly way, meaning I'm for you. I like being with you, yeah. not just in a like, I want you to stop sinning so that someday you'll get to heaven or something, you know, like in this weird sort of transactional way. But I think when we really believe that God likes us, that like he's crazy about us, he proved that. Look at it at the cross, right? Yep. Jesus lays his life down. Um, he says, like, what's the best kind of friend you can ever have? Someone who lays their life down for you, yeah. for another person. And so I think that when we are actively seeking friendships and we're those kind of people that are easy to approach and we approach people with the idea of treating them like family and building friendships with them, hmm. I think that is a very big picture of the heart of God and what he's really, really like. And just like Jesus would, you know, do his first miracle at a party and like create hundreds of gallons of wine. Why? Because he's trying to show the heart of God. Dad's a dad of celebration. Yep. I think showing that dad is a dad that want, that loves us like a friend and he's for us and Jesus is for us and he laid his life down for us. Mm -hmm. I, that's huge. And I think we get to model that in our, in our friendships instead of like isolated and I don't have time for any more friendships and like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You know, you have, um, a video that you put up a while back, or even, I think it was a blog actually, and where there you had five steps or these ideas for making friends quickly that you and Tina have found to be super helpful. Yeah. Just uh, some sort of basics because I, I, I kept coming up with questions. People are like, well, how do you guys make friends so often? It must just because you're so highly, you know, extroverted. Yeah. No, it really wasn't. Case. Well, maybe we can walk through those five real quick. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, the first one is um, you got to be out there, right? And I call it pick a place. You got to be out where people are. And like, if you never or rarely go out and meet new people, hmm. especially people who live in proximity to you, well, then it's going to be pretty hard to make new friends, right? Yeah. So I want to suggest, you know, host like a weekly open table, like, you know, like where you just go, hey, you know, uh, Thursday's soup and salad night, and it's always on the books, and you just know, well, we're eating if no one else is coming. Yeah. But we're always inviting people. You know, it's just it's always open, so it's an easy one. Okay. And we know we're doing it. Um, or, or pick at least one cafe or restaurant uh, in, in, in your neighborhood and frequent that two or three times a week. Or, or, or like uh, the gym at the same time of the, you know, the week. Or a pub that you like to go to. And maybe you go like when there's like trivia night or something like that. Hmm. And, and it's, it's you know, predictable patterns is really key here. So you want to you wanna start doing things that are around the same time each week uh, at the same place that's key to building friendships. In other words, you got to be seen. You got to be out there where you're running into some of the same folks yep. and the staff at these places that work there. Now, just as a little like bonus training, um, if you go back, uh, not too far back, episode 222, where to find your unique people of peace, those yep. are those people that are leaning into relationship that God has for you to disciple. There's, we talked about the different pools of people that you can kind of go fishing in and that's in your neighborhood in different third spaces hmm. civic groups that you can join or you know even at work or on the job and the way you hang out so you got to kind of pick your place i'm not saying you pick them all sure but pick a place that you're going to start to frequent and be open to new relationships and you and it takes intention right it's not going to accidentally happen yeah. just lay on the couch and watch sports forever and ever and ever or yeah. whatever or i go to the gym but i go super super early because no one's there and that's what i like and i yeah. keep my headphones in so no one ever talks to me well we'll switch that up a little yeah right if yeah. you want to make friends right yeah, it is important to find a couple places that are just part of that rhythm of life that you, you frequent often. And that, remember, one of those was, it could be your places 
the open table. It's yeah. the third space that others come to. So it doesn't have to be out in public, but yeah. boy, oh boy, there's a lot of people out there. And I always tell people, I, I, I've walked into places where people were training or discipling, and I'll say, and they're like, they want to go sit in the back where it's dark and they can talk. And I'm like, hey, you see all these people sitting individually alone at yeah. the bar? Why do you think they're here? Hmm. I don't know, to eat, get a beer? Like, well, sure, pragmatically, but why do you think they're willing to be out in public alone sitting at the bar where like the bartender has to talk to them. Yeah. Cause they're dying for relationships. They, want they don't yeah. want to be alone. Yeah. If you want to be alone, you get to go order and you go home. <laughs> so those people just sit down next to them. I, tr- I promise you they'll talk to you. Yep. I promise 99 times out of a hundred, they will talk to you. Absolutely. The only time they won is if they're like trying to finish like homework or some, a work paper or something on their yeah. laptop, then move over and talk to the person who doesn't have a laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Number two, man. All right. Second thing is, um, ask and remember people's names. Yeah. Right. If you hang out with me, you know, it's like almost always will ask for the staff's name. Mm-hmm. If I, if someone's talking to me at another table or going like, you should try the ribs. They're really great. I'm like, thanks man. Like, what's your name? Yep. Thanks for being here. Tina and I just met, um, at the high you, you know, the high, oh, yeah. we had a, some, another customer and his wife were sitting at the table. They kind of leaned in on something they heard in our conversation. We have their names down. And yeah. we've run, we've purposely gone back at the time. They said they like to frequent the brunch there at the high you. And anyway, so ask and remember so people's names. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that when you can go up and start a conversation with someone by using their name, yep. they're immediately sort of drawn to you. Yeah. It's amazing, man. I have a, even on my phone, I have like a thing that's called people's names with a list of everybody in my life. Yep. And so when I have a conversation, I'll, I'll just talk down the first three or four notes that I remember. Like, oh, they're new to the area. They've been here yeah. eight years. Dad died they when moved he was from down. Philly, you know, like, hey, yeah. Philly's not doing that good this week. You know, whatever. Yeah, firefighter. Like, what? Yeah. And that is just really helpful. And it it pours so much value into people mm-hmm. when you haven't seen them for three months and you know you're going back to this restaurant and you can go, Jim, how have you been, man? <laughs> the, the guy and his wife I was just telling you about. Yeah. We, we went back. We had their names down. So we, you know, we mentioned, you know, we knew their names. Sure. Before we could get them out. He goes, Caesar, how's it going, man? And then he remembered something I'd said to him. Oh, How man. was that fishing trip? Because I told him, I said, we won't see you next Sunday because I'll be fishing. But we went the next Sunday. Okay. You know, for brunch. He remembered it. That's Talk crazy. about a person apiece, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, we went back last weekend with, uh, or two weekends ago with uh, Tim from Scar and Theology, oh, Tim yeah. Cagle. And, uh. Yeah, and we couldn't find them. They weren't there that week. So, but we're looking. See, yeah. that's the point, right? So, but remember people's names, and I love what you're saying. Use an app. Use you know just the notes in your phone yep. or an Evernote or whatever you want to do. But like that's intentionality. But it's not heavy lifting. Yeah, I'll tell you, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah it's it's it really is. It just pours into the identity that they are the Imago Day, and know? that they matter. Yeah. They mattered enough to remember. And I've had people say to me, wow, you've got the killerest memory. And I'm like, well, thank you. You're awesome. And But I, it's actually, I wrote it down because I thought I, man, I might run into you again. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to be a liar about it. But, no, but I, don't, awesome. I don't usually out myself. I usually just go like, well, heck yeah. You know, <laughs> Bill, you know. All right, number three. All right, third one is, uh, and you know, ask good questions and mm-hmm. be a good listener. Like if you good. sit there alone and you never say anything to anybody, what's the point, right? So hanging out frequently and jotting down a few names is a good start, but we've got to engage people and get to know part of their unique story. Yep. So ask good, open-ended questions and then listen. Hmm. And, and and don't try to one-up them with their, you know, your I walked on the moon stories. <laughs> the me monster. The me yeah. monster from Brian Regan. If you guys have never heard that, just go Google Brian Regan, I walked on the moon. It is... It's hilarious. great. Hilarious. Yeah, but we all can kind of try to do that. You know, someone brings up something and you got a, you got a better story to top it. Yeah. You, you might, we all get to tell our stories, but 
ask good questions. Like people, people say, well, no one wants to talk to me. Well, you know what? The number one thing I've learned about humans and what they love to talk about hmm. themselves. Yeah. Themselves. Yeah. Yep. You know what the second thing people love to talk about after hmm. themselves? And it's kind of parallel their problems. Oh, wow. And if you can hear someone's problems, yeah. And I'm telling you, all you have to do is ask, so how's it going this week? And I go like, well, it's been all right. Like, that doesn't sound so promising. Boom. They will tell you. And then you can learn how to gospel listen, listen through the lens of the gospel, where, like, you can, like, begin to understand the thing behind the thing. That's what we talk about in the show all the time. Yep. And you can say, oh, that's a real problem, but I can see what they're hoping for resolution. That's not going to, no, Jesus is their only hope there. The gospel is their only hope for redemption there. And joy again, and, and peace, and, mm. and restoration, and all these things. So, ask good questions. Be a good listener. Goes a long way to people. Go, man. I, I just, oh, it was so good sitting and talking to you last time. Yeah, yeah. you did all the talking. <laughs> yeah, you know? such but a great they point. love it, right? I know it's basic. I know these things are basic, but yeah, they do. They do matter. And they people always ask, say, you know, how do you guys build so many friendships? It's like, well, like this, yeah. asking questions. All right, number four. I love this next one. Yeah, so I buy around once in a while, and mm-hmm. you know, and over tip the staff. So if you're out, so if you know you pick a place and you're out, or even just when you're generally out and about in your neighborhood, remember, yeah. you know, uh, are you building a reputation with people that would be indicative of what God's like? Are you living a life worth imitating? So, so buy around, be generous. God's generous. Jesus made hundreds of gallons of wine, right? Yeah. And then over tip the staff. We always, you know, we teach gospel tipping. It's it's not about tipping on based on their performance. The gospel would say, oh my gosh, if God gave us what we deserved, then we would all, you know, death, right? That's what we deserve. That's what we've earned. But no, instead we get grace. And so we say like the worse the service, (laughs) the better the tip should be. I don't know. But people everywhere are drawn to generosity. So if you're frequenting a local pub or a cafe, buy around once in a while or buy for the person behind you. Or if you're standing next to somebody and you order and they order, just go, hey, Put his on my tab. And they're like, what? Nah, you don't have to do that. I'm like, nah, I'd love to buy your... Yeah. See you in here now and then, but you know, I don't know. Maybe next time you'll buy me one or what, you just whatever. Yep. And, um, you know, and like, yeah, it's just, it's not that tricky. And, and then always ask your server his or her name and then tip them well. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you who, I think I've always been a pretty decent tipper, but my son, <laughs> you know, Caesar, uh, who a couple, yeah, a couple episodes ago, back, yeah. we interviewed him about, uh, you know, gun laws and second amendment and all that. Um, he is a notorious over tipper. Yeah. In fact, all my kids are, but he, he knows everybody's name. He's got a steel trap memory and he notoriously over tips. So mm-hmm. guess what? When he walks into a place, all the staff is happy to see him yeah, and they can't the... wait to introduce him to everyone else because he's That's good cool. news. Right. Don't yeah. we want to be that way? Right? Absolutely. So don't just tip well. Over tip. It's funny. <laughs> they will certainly remember you then. So. My sister used to be a uh, waitress in Tennessee, and she said that, that you know it was a very common thing that Sundays people tried to get out of shifts or exchange shifts because they knew mm. the church crowd was there. And so don't be that person. Tina and I were just Give talking generously. about that. The bad rep that the church has. Like no one oh, yeah. wants to work Sundays. Like Two hundred dollar order with a with a dollar tip. You're like you kidding me? I just... And a track. Yeah. Chick track. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, gosh. I got a tip for you if you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Beep. Don't ever Big leave long, just beep tone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That kills me. All right. Number five. All right. Number five. Um, invite folks who are kind of leaning into relationship over to your home. Hmm. All right. And and I know this can be scary for some folks. They're <laughs> yeah. like, well, oh, I don't like to break that wall, you know, but it shouldn't be. That home or apartment you have is a resource and it's meant to be shared with others. Yep. So when you sense that certain people, like they're just leaning into relationships, they're like people of peace. They seem to be open to being your friend. Mm-hmm. 
Like maybe they're buying you around. They remember your name, like the guy I was telling you about. Invite them over for a simple meal, or mm. hey, you want to come over and watch the game? You know, because you're, maybe you're watching the game, and that's what you keep running into. It's like, hey, you know, next week it's not it's not on our norm. It's not Sunday afternoon or whatever. It's a different time. So if you want to come over for Monday night football or Thursday night football, uh, me and a couple other buddies, nothing big, are gonna you know make a pot of chili. My wife's gonna do that or whatever. Or hey, you know, like I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee and get to hear more of that story sure. or whatever, right? So this breaking of the wall of public and private it's key to building relationships and trust because see true friendships think about it, they're not contained in a social box yeah like that's my best friend whenever i go to six flags you know or something. <laughs> you know <laughs> when how often you go friend. like every yeah. 30 years you know like whatever you know what i mean no yeah. that's not a friend you know yeah they're not that segmented they eventually permeate our lives both public and private so hmm. inviting folks who are kind of leaning into relationships over and there again, you think, well, that's just creepy. People don't do that where I'm from. I've heard that everywhere we've gone. When we were in, when we were in Europe, people say, ah, people don't do that over here. They won't have you over. Nope, not true. Hmm. Cause we did all the things we're talking about here over the course of just a few weeks of being there. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been to Europe doing different things and not had strangers invite me over because hmm. we're doing all this yeah, stuff right do, huh? when we were living in manhattan it's, ah, people won't have you over in new york just they won't do it like no all the time people did it yep. in fact tina and i were on vacation before we moved there and nona star invited us over to her apartment that was upper east side a half block off of no uh, central park super rich wealthy uh very published author in, yeah. in the field of psychotherapy and all this stuff uh, so interesting it always happens. I'm telling you it will. If you think no one will, you are living a self-fulfilling negative prophecy that you're mm. just speaking out there and then you're believing it. Yeah. And the enemy's waiting to reinforce that. You invite folks around. Maybe they say, well, I can't come over next Monday for the game, but man, sometime, great. You put it in your notes. Hey, Follow up with that person, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick says he's willing to come over and watch the game some nights. Like, so I'm going to keep frequenting my time, and I'm going to see him. Or the guy at the gym, you know, you see him all the time. You're spotting for each other or whatever. Yep. Or you're at the park with your kids, and you keep running to the same people. But I only see him at the park accidentally. Move it to intentionally. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it's raining like crazy. Why don't you guys come on over? We'll do some hot chocolate for the kids. And, yep. and uh, you know, I got so much arts and crafts stuff. We'll do a little art project. The kids will love it. Yeah, oh, it my so gosh. Sense. People yeah. are going to love it. I really do like that there's so much creativity. The The football game is a really great season here because you can have people over for four hours and you're like, hey, we're going to have halftime. We're going to have commercials where we can talk. We're going to serve you well. You I know, do it all the time. I don't even like football. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like TV Make yourself real. Not at home. that much. Not you, that much, you know? Yeah, here's the bathroom. Like, grab anything you need so, out of the fridge. So if you say, well, I'm not into sports either, guess what? We've done the exact same thing with the Oscars, yeah. with the Emmys. Grammys, with, yeah, yeah Grammys with some show that like everybody's jazzing about. So when yeah. you're, you know, you're at a club or you're at the gym, you're at the park, you're at a pub or whatever, and it keeps coming up, you're yeah. like, hey, why don't we start watching this and like getting pizzas or yep. something? It doesn't matter. Well, and some of that too. I remember when I first moved here, I was not a football guy, and I was like, well, I'm not really into football, so I don't know if that's the the best move. It's like, well, your culture is, so why don't you like get over your high horse? Well, I'm a, a Hawks bit. fan. I moved out here. You know, I'm from <laughs> you get Chicago. tattoos yeah. when you move out yeah, here. My yeah, my kids are super tatted up. Guess what? You know? <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that people don't want to be friends, but it seems like there's uh, in friendship and even in life things that sort of sneak up on us if we're not being really intentional and careful, like mm -hmm. busyness of life or self-centered patterns. And that's what they become is patterns. Yeah, like we all have a season where like we're not feeling well or we had a baby or like work is just bearing down or I'm working an extra job, to, you know, because the yeah, car broke down, whatever. but they become a pattern. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So how would you how do you think we can constantly be re reassessing our lives so that we're able to be more aware when those patterns are constricting our ability to actually do life with one another? Well, I don't have I don't have the three the three defined steps there, but I'd say, you know, look at look at the 
do you have deep friendships? Are you mm. making friendships? Do you have people that, that maybe are newer in your life, but, but you think, you know what, I, I really care for that person. And I find myself praying for that person. Mm. And I find myself wanting to be, you know, have them around more. Yeah. Or do you like, well, you know what? I had friends in college or high school and then I've got quote work friends. And then there's some people from church that we see at the small group once in a while, but no, really, I know I'm built, you know, assess your life. Are you making friends? Mm. Do you hang out with people? Are you more like my mom that had a, a whole lot of friends and everybody liked my mom? Or are you more like my old man who never had any? Yeah, exactly. There's like two people I can like even recall in my whole life. Hmm. Do a little assessment. I think that's a good place to start, right? Now, some people are listening right now go like, well, I love having, I'm like your folks. I love having people all over the time, but my, my husband's not that into it or my wife's not into, that into it. Sure. Okay. Have that discussion. Start hmm. to understand what's the thing behind the thing. Is it fear of man? Yep. Do you feel like you have to have a perfect house? Well, then go out to find, pick a place and start there. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you go like, well, I, you know, like we have the kids, so it's really hard to go out at night. Well, of course it is. Okay. We'll start hosting like a, a brunch on, you know, on Saturday mornings yep. or Sunday mornings or something like that, where you just do pancakes and bacon and everybody says, what can we bring? Bring orange juice and bring some fruit. It's cheap. Yep. It's at the house. The kids are all running around, whatever. And you'd get into a predictable pattern. There's something for everyone there. Absolutely. Or it could be, you know, I've got some folks we're coaching and he's way like super into woodworking. Hmm. Like he's got the whole barn with all the tools. So he's <laughs> building friendships with guys he meets who are interested in learning this stuff huh. and how do you even know well you talk about it yeah. hey listen meet some guys are getting together and we're building this thing for a single mom you ever want to learn how to use a rabbit joint or whatever it's like yeah i'd love to you know whatever. Yeah. i know it's not everybody's cup of tea guess what his wife has her thing she's a master gardener okay and so she has like a gardening club thing and they all get together and trade bulbs and roots and it's her thing that's amazing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. they're, they're older they're not out hanging out at pubs and like closing sure. down the bar high five and everybody buying tons of rounds yeah but they're constantly There's something for everyone they're constantly yeah. building new friendships yeah. yeah so i mean i think i think you gotta look at like and then if your heart is like i really don't want to make any new friends i'd start praying about that yeah and i would be honest on. about that with your spouse or with if you have a friend hopefully you yep. know and um and i would be like why don't i want to make friends yeah. generally it's a fear of man issue and it's it's not believing that god loves you the mm. way you are and he's uniquely created you and given you all your coolness and weirdness and insights and experiences sure. in life and others are going to find that interesting too and and they're going to want friendships and so good. you don't need to self-protect that stuff god's created you for his glory and he will glorify himself in your life if you trust him in that so beautiful ma'am get out there what is it an old ortberg thing if you gotta get if you want to get wet you gotta get out of the boat yeah i do remember that <laughs> i thought like about that, that. yeah it's like 30 years, years ago <laughs> hey let's get to the big three which are the big three takeaways that we want you to walk away with if nothing else from this episode and you can get those as a printable pdf downloaded right to your inbox for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three caesar what are the big three for this week Okay, first one is thinking that you're too busy for friendships. That's a lot of people say, well, I'm just too busy for that right now. It's a lie hmm. and it's dangerous. When we become too focused on our schedules and our preferences and subtle or not so subtle fear of man issues, it's easy to hide behind the lie of, well, my life's just too busy. Hmm. The truth may actually be that we love ourselves more than we love others and God's glory. So most of us were not this way as kids. Think back, right? Yeah. Like we all had like unlimited capacity for kids, for friends. And it's not healthy to model this busyness excuse to our own kids today either. Like yep. they, stay, they all have a ton of friends, but they say mom and dad don't have any friends. They go, well, we're just too busy. That's a dangerous place to be in because of number two, okay? okay. God exists in community, right? Three in one, yep. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, and we have been created. He created all of us to live in close relationship with others as well. That's why I say it's dangerous. 
Hmm. We were not designed to live in isolation or, well, I don't live in isolation, isolation. my spouse is here and my kids are here, but I don't really hang out with them much and we're not friends and my spouse is, you know, watching his shows and I watch mine or I'm on my, (laughs) we're not designed to live in isolation. Just like God, that is father, son, and spirit. We were created and need others in our lives to best image God Hmm. and what he's like. Like we won't image God just alone, especially sitting in a room and we don't have any friends. Sure. We got to be out with others. One of the most common attacks of Satan is to convince us we don't really need or or we're not able to trust others. Hmm. And this is a sure way to become self-centered and depressed. I think a lot of depression flows right out of that Yep. and alone. And in, you know what else? It's a discipleship killer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if we don't think we need anybody and no one needs us and I don't need friends or whatever, I live in isolation, you'll never make a disciple that way. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Just look at Jesus' life. If there was another way to do it, well, I do. I give myself discipleship one hour a week, and I go. I teach this class. "Mm, That's not what we're talking about. Look at Jesus' life, right? Yep, totally different. All right, number three. All right, desire and intentionality is all it takes to make new friends. Hmm. Let me say that again. Desire and intentionality is all it takes to make some new friends. People are all looking for safe, underscore that, relationships and friendships. I mean, who doesn't want to find people who are full of grace of God and generous and trustworthy to be around and do life with, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I have too many friends like that. They're just so generous and awesome and trustworthy. I can never have another. No one feels that way. There's no human. So if you'll make the effort to create predictable patterns, remember people's names, be generous, ask some good questions, people will be drawn to you. They really will. And, And please don't hide behind the misconception of being too introverted to make new friends introversion has nothing to do with this. Yeah. It has to do with how one recharges and restores their energy. So if you need to take a nap before heading out to the cafe, you know, yeah. or come home from work and then get a little bit of downtime alone, read, do whatever you need to do, get a little quiet time, you know, before you go to the cafe or before you host that barbecue or open table, if mm. needed. but get, you know, but get out there, do it. God has friends and new family, quote unquote, waiting for you to find them. I promise it. Yeah. I promise you. He really does. I think you are absolutely right. And that introvert, extrovert conversation again if you haven't if you haven't listened to that that was one of our first ones we did episode 113 uh, and, and the recharge there it's not an excuse to say i'm an introvert so i don't need to make friends or i'm i'm i, I don't need to make, make disciples because i'm an introvert yeah. it's just it's a it's an excuse so stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> again if you want the big three for this week you get those by going to one two three life com forward slash big three we'd like to thank you for joining us today next week we are doing our special halloween episode right? yeah it's just a week away yeah, we want to get. So, yeah. We didn't want to like give it to you two days beforehand. We want to give you a couple. So you can plan up this year. Yeah, have nine or ten days to kind of mess around with it, see what works best for Cause, your. Because Halloween is is the biggest opportunity for mission because people literally yeah. are coming to your door. Yeah. <laughs> and now I know some of you listen already. Go like, yeah, well, well, we don't do it in our church or in our family. Like, listen for that too. Yeah. Because I'm going to give you a little some of the historical background. You may be believing some things that aren't actually in fact true, and you don't have to fear them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so tune in for that if nothing else. Okay. And then decide if you want to actually love on the people that knock on your door. Yeah. It'll be a good time. <laughs> oh, gee. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Join us Dad next jokes, week, man. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. For more information you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.